No matter how early you're up or how late you're running, when you start your day at Speedway, we've got what you need to have a good morning. Always fresh coffee to wake you up, cold drinks and breakfast to keep you going, plus a full tank to get you where you need to go. Crunchy, chewy, swirled, or sprinkled, however you start your day, we've got it to help make your morning a little better. Because when you get off to a better start, you go on to a better day. The convenience stores of Speedway. You always dreamed about owning your first house, or driving that special car, or opening that business. Unfortunately, you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey everyone, it's Vicki Guerrero and thank you so, so much for joining me this week for another exciting episode of the Excuse Me podcast. I am Vicki Guerrero and on behalf of Jerry Strauss and myself, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to uh, just download, like, subscribe and listen to these great episodes that Jerry and I have been working on Um Please go to your favorite podcast platforms if you haven't done so. Spread the word to your to your friends, your family, your neighbor, to your coworker, anyone that wants to listen to some great episodes. Please have them go to Google, Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Podbean, and download and just show us some love, everyone, by listening to us every week. It's really appreciated. And just to let you know, I'm loving this life. I love the research. I love... Um, just getting to know different people from different genres. And this week is so special to me. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, I have David Benoit on this week's episode, who is the son of Chris Benoit. And my gosh, he has just turned into a, a, a well-mannered young man. I love him so much. He opens up to just give an insight to different topics that we talk about. And I was able to share with him some special, special memories of Chris Benoit when we would spend time with our families together. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, let us know what you think, guys, with this episode. Email us at excusemevicky at outlook.com. Let us know what you're feeling, what you think. And um, let's take a listen. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicki Guerrero, and thank you for joining me on this special episode. I have someone that's dear to my heart and such a special person to our family. Please welcome David Benoit. Hey, David. Hello, Vicki. How are you? I am good. I'm good. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited about having you on my show. I couldn't sleep at all. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for our followers out there, we're just going to remind everyone um, a little bit of background. We have so much to talk about. And um, first we're going to talk about you, David. Uh, Let's see where you are the son of Chris Benoit, the, the late and legend. Chris Benoit, who I love dearly. Um, and so you live where, David? I live up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada right now. So, Is it snowing up there? 
uh, you know, there's some snow on the ground. It was minus, I think, 50 degrees Celsius two oh. weeks ago. So, you know. Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in Houston. So I, I keep moving more south every time I, I take a move. So I'm a, I'm a summer girl. I like the beach and the sun. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like, I, like the, I like the warm heat too. So, you know. Yeah. Um, so get what? Get out of here. Yeah, what are you doing these days, David? I'm just working on the rigs, you know, living my life. So the rigs, um, tell us a little bit about that. Is it like a two-week on, one-week off, or how does that work? It's two weeks on, one week off, so I'm out of town most of the oh. time. And so what, what, where is your rig located at exactly? Uh, just north Fort McMurray around there. I'm all over the place, honestly. Oh, okay. I, so you enjoy it? How long, been, how long have you been doing it? I've been doing it since I was 18, so. Wow. It's, I heard it's good money, though, right? It's good money, but I want to get out of it now, so. You know, in Houston, we it's a big uh, industry for the guys to go through Galveston and New Orleans and go to the rigs. For the, and uh, my, my husband now works in oil and gas, so he's very familiar with, like, the guys that, you know, catch a helicopter. They take them to the rigs, pick them up in two weeks. They come back home, and they love it because the money's great. Well, the money's great, but it's just being away for so long. I, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. And um, how is your mom and sister doing? I, I Gosh, I, I just feel like it's been so long since I've gotten in touch with anybody. They're doing very well. You know, my sister's becoming a nurse, I believe. Oh, wonderful. Megan. Yeah. Megan Megan's her name. Yeah, Megan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. What kind of nurse is she going to be? Uh... Like a hospital or work in a clinic or is she working? A little hospital, like work with like newborn babies and stuff, I think. Nice. Oh, how cute. You know, I, I got my degree in healthcare administration and I had a decision of which route I was going to take in nursing. And I didn't take the, the being a nurse route because I hate needles. I can't stand shots. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I went to one class and I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> oh, nope. Uh, get those away from me, you know? Yeah. But um, please send your mom my love and tell her I said hello, okay, whenever you talk I, to her. I definitely will. I see her in there today, so. Okay, great. Well, so, David, I, so you're working in the rigs. Um, I hear from a birdie that you are training to wrestle. Yes. Okay, so where are you training at? And uh, give us a little bit of background of what you've been up to. Well, I'll just be getting into shape right now. Uh, uh, I'm currently looking for a school. Oh, well, I, uh, <laughs> are you going to move to the States and find a school, or are you going to stay up in Canada? Yeah, no, I'm going to move down to the States. Oh, my God. There's a lot of good schools down here. Yeah. I talked to uh, Booker T. La last friday uh-huh so he, he said he would give me a call but i'm still waiting so we'll see wow that's in my neighborhood you know that right yep yeah oh that'd be wonderful <laughs> it would booker, be booker t is a great i mean his school is fantastic i mean he's he's begun a great uh you know industry with that school and the kids are just thriving you know under his direction yeah they are i've been watching his uh youtube channel so 
Yeah, and he's he's doing a lot too. So he'd be a great mentor to work under. He would be. <laughs> so um, so have you uh, had any matches or? Uh, are you just, and I saw from an interview that Chris Jericho has been guiding you a lot with your wrestling. Um, have you done some matches or are you just, you're going to train until you're ready? Train until I'm ready, you know. I can, I can do some moves in the ring, but you know. When I'm ready to go, I'll go. Yeah, good for you. You know, and that's the best thing is take your time. You're only, you should be 27, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're still a young baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I went to school first, right? So I got yeah. my degrees and Good just in you. case wrestling doesn't work out. Good for you. You know, so David, I just have so many wonderful memories of you. Um, when we were, you know, go backstage and I'd have Sean, Sherilyn and, you know, Chris and Nancy would bring you backstage and you guys rolled the backstage. I mean, there was no doubt that we didn't even have to keep an eye on y'all because y'all knew exactly where the catering was. Y'all knew where, you know, the monitor was, where Gorilla was. I mean, you guys were pretty much superstars out there were the stars, but it was really the kids that ruled the backstage. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes, we did rule the backstage. I remember those days, great times. Yeah, because, you know, Shaw was, I think she's two years older than you, and then you're in the middle, and then Cheryl, and she's 24, so y'all kind of, you know, had the same, um, you know, common interests and uh, y'all, you know, I remember, gosh, David, I remember, you know, Eddie and Chris, you know, taking you into the ring and y'all would wrestle and, and all the guys just loved watching you in the ring. I mean, you were, you're just uh, had a great time when, when, you know, when we were just rehearsing and people weren't in the arena, you guys, I remember just you, Sean, Sherilyn, y'all, Y'all just had fun. What were some of your memories backstage? Ah, uh, my memory. I met Eddie for the first time up in Edmonton, I think. Oh my gosh! At the uh, what was the place called back then? Skyreach Center. Okay. Wow, back in I think two thousand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, it was just. It seemed like we just kind of we had a great time together because anytime it was WrestleMania or if, uh, you know, Chris and Nancy were coming to Tampa and you were visiting your dad, we were all together. And you were just such a great boy to play with. And your laugh was infectious. And I, Eddie kind of took you in as, his, as the boy he never had because, you know, he was surrounded by women, which I know he hated. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, I just remember you guys, you know, going uh, to, you know, the backstage and we would find you guys in Magic a lot, you know, where they had like all the props and the, you know, the, gosh, it's where all the magic was really, you know, all that's the where, that's, where, that's where it all happened. Yeah, that's where you guys got to learn all the secrets behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. Jesus. I know. It was such a simple life, wasn't it? It was. It was. I don't know. It was good back then. Now it's. I don't know. And then you, you got Ollie wrestling, but brought my love back for the business. So. Yeah, and you know, me and you have a common ground of losing. You know, your dad Chris and my husband Eddie, uh, mm -hmm. and it just seems still today unreal at times. You know, we. I have a memory, or I see your Instagram, or I think about how. You know, you and the girls were young and y'all ran around and we, we'd catch you back when the show is done and y'all would end up back, you know, where we were sitting. And 
it was just, um, it was just a fun time, you know, but now looking back today and seeing that, you know, we've lost, you know, your dad and Eddie, it just, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just, it's shitty, you know, because it, it's just, uh, it's always the good ones that leave us too soon. It is. It yeah. really is. I miss them both every day. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, something about your dad, you know, that he just loved you so much, you know, he wanted the best for you all the time. I mean, it wasn't just a, you know, it wasn't just a, you know, we go out for a hamburger and, and fries. No, David had to have the shake and whatever else he wanted. That was what David was going to have for the night. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was just, he just know that he had so much love for you and just, he, I mean, he wanted to give the world to you if he could every night that we were together. Yeah. Yes, he did. I remember that. Yeah. You know, and what are your memories of, of your dad in the ring? You know, tell us some of the stuff that you think of, you know, when you see your dad in action. <sighs> Just, I don't know. Every time he went out there, he gave it 120%. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't matter if he was hurt or, you know, didn't want to be there. Yeah, give you the know, fans he, what they wanted. Yeah, Along you know, with Eddie. yeah, exactly. You know, people thought that you know your dad was so quiet, but he had to know the person pretty well to open up to them. And um, yeah, I, I know that after Eddie passed away, you know, your dad was there for me in so many ways, and um, he just gave me so much love and just uh, was always. A, year for me you know if I need anything or he'd always check on me during the day when I just started on in WWE and I probably look like a lost dog backstage going like what do I do now I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> you know <laughs> and anytime I had a question or something I mean your dad was always there to tell me okay what are you thinking you know what do you need and he was one of the few people that you know helped me you know go through things that, uh you know like the training or how to fall or how to gosh, how to make a hold, you know, because I, I had the best people around me, you know, to teach me those things. And your dad was just, his legacy was priceless in yeah, so yeah. many ways, you know, and um, the hardest thing for me was that, you know, after he passed away that, you know, and I'm not going to talk about anything yeah. that happened, you know, with the tragedy, yeah. but, but what pisses me off so much is that your dad, aside from everything, had a legacy and put wrestling in the industry that it is today. Yes. You know, and that, yes. and, and aside from all the stuff that happened, you know, in WWE taking, you know, erasing his name from everything, it felt like they were taking a part of our hearts too. And yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I was very torn because not only were they taking, you know, his legacy away, but they're taking a piece of my friend out of all the work that he did for the wrestling industry is it was almost like they were saying he didn't exist when he really did. And he, he just, he worked his ass off to, to be the, the wrestler that he was you know, up until the day he passed. Yeah. No, he definitely worked his ass off in that every day. He didn't take, you know, don't disrespect the boys, you know, all that stuff you taught me. So say hello. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh, yeah. If, if you didn't have manners, I mean, he gave you a look that was like, you knew exactly what that meant. <laughs> if, it was yep. like, if it was like a yeah, <laughs> he would look at you or, 
you know, even Nancy would look at you and you knew like you get messed up. You're like, Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, yeah. I remember when you came to a uh, shawl sweet 16 party and uh, your dad wasn't there, but Nancy brought you and she always had you dressed to the T. I mean, it was the nice shirt with the tie, the nice dress shoes. And she, she made you shine and she loved you so much that she didn't care how she looked. She wanted you to look better than anyone else that was there. And it, and it showed. Yes, it did. You know, you gotta look good. Yeah. Vince McMahon, you know, you have your suit tie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you were always dressed up for the shows too. I mean, you always. just, yeah. Do you still dress like that when you go to the shows? Uh, <laughs> not for live events. Live events don't count. TV is a different story. Yeah, you're your own boss now, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I would definitely wear a suit if I ever went back to uh, TV. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's when it's gonna. That's when you know you fit the part, right? Whenever you're gonna go all out when it happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know. You work for if you're gonna work for WWE, you might as well just you know wear a suit or you know dress nice. Yeah, dress the part. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I know that so much there. Yeah, I know. I uh, I think I there was um, you know I had the podcast now and I had asked to interview some superstars for my podcast and they found out that I went to AEW and now they don't even talk to me. Yep, that's what they thought with me too. <laughs> and I was, you know, and I was, you know, between me and you, let's just put it that way. I mean, you know, they didn't call me for two years. I haven't heard from them. So what did they expect me to do just to sit here and wait for them to call so I could do some work? I mean, you know, no. I'm going to go, I love wrestling. I love to work in the ring. And if someone's giving me an opportunity to go and show up and have some fun, then I should be able to, because I'm not obligated to anybody. Yep. That's you how know. it should be. Yeah. But you know, I saw that I, I pissed in their Cheerios and you know, so be it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the way I see it. You know, I went to double or nothing there. It, oh, and did you get some, some flack too? Oh, yeah, I got some serious flat for that one. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, I just I wanted to go there and support Chris, you know, because mm -hmm. he's been there for me. Uh-huh. And then, you know, just I just got lost in the moment. Like, I was back in the day sitting in front of that TV monitor. Yeah. That's how it felt for me, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and I just don't understand. You know, I think that uh, – to be part of a promotion or anyone, you should encourage the other people that are in the other promotions because it's about everyone showing their talent and their craft. And, yeah. and I think there's enough jobs out there and promotions to let everybody work and to let everyone contribute to what they want to do in the industry. And, you know, so when, when someone told me that I, I couldn't interview the superstars because I went to AEW, I was just like, wow, they're going to be like that. So I just, you know, you just kind of quietly move on and you, you see how they are and you just have to like, you know, take care of your own business. Yep. It's the way it goes. Yeah. Like, everything's good now between me and them. So. Oh, good. Good. That's yeah. a good thing. And, um, yeah. you know, and something about your dad and Eddie that was so familiar was that they were so hard on themselves after they finished a match. Yeah. I could see that. I've seen that a few <laughs> times. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like if the move didn't go right or, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, even if a storyline, they thought, oh, this was the most horrible match. And we would be like, me and the girls would be in the audience or at home and we'd be watching and we thought it was like the most fantastic match that was for the night. And Eddie would call me up and he'd be like, yeah, I mean, Chris are just pissed off because it didn't go the way we wanted it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that, was a, that match was fantastic. <laughs> you know, and it's just, they were so hard on themselves, but they were perfectionist in so many yeah. ways. Yes, and, they were. Yeah, you know, so I think that, you know, they were always like that. But, you know, as time went by, and I guess a day or two, they would look back at the match. You know, even Chris would be like, well, I guess it's not so bad after all. And I'm like, no, it, it was perfect. It was, I don't know how much more, how much better it could get. But, you know, these they were so good at their craft. And they were so, they cared so much about what they did in the ring that they really lived it on a daily basis. Yes, they did. You know, so it's just, uh, it's something that, you know, that's, that just showed how much they cared about the business. And it showed if, how they would get pissed off at what they thought was a horrible match, but then it ended up being one of their greatest. And it's just funny looking back at it now, like, you know, I wish more people thought that, you know, because they, they were incredible when they, when they were in action. Oh, they were just two of the greatest of all time. Yeah. In that ring. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I mean, that's, it, it, they were, you know, and one of my favorite memories was when your dad and Eddie got to celebrate at WrestleMania 20. Yes, that was my favorite moment. I mean, you know, we're all sitting there at the table and we, the confetti's coming down, the music's going off, the pyro, and they're just hugging each other. And that's exactly the, the reward they wanted was to have that recognition that they did the best they, they could, you know, at, the, at that WrestleMania moment. And that was just, that was everything. How much do you remember of that night? Because I know that you were, you were pretty young, but you were very attentive that night watching everything. I was very, I was sitting in front of that TV monitor uh, <laughs> close to a gorilla position there. You can see me in that gold, or yeah, Goldberg entrance there. I'm just standing there watching. <laughs> <laughs> Not even paying attention to Bill Goldberg walking by me. I'm just... <laughs> Where's my dad? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, we're going to take a break real quick for our advertiser, and then we'll be right back. The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. Right now, financing at $4,250 total cash allowance on the purchase of select 2020 Jeep Compass Limited models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Compass Limited models as of 3-3-2020 while dealer stock lasts. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. You always dreamed about owning your first house or driving that special car or opening that business. Unfortunately, you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, we're back now. Uh, so, David, what are your thoughts about uh, your dad uh, if there's a possibility of him being placed in the Hall of Fame at WWE. I, that's what I want. You know, I think he deserves it. He had an amazing career. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 
it's just, it comes back to those memories of uh, what an incredible legacy your dad had built all the way from ECW to WCW to New Japan and then, mm-hmm. now, you know, then to WWE. And it was, uh, it, it's something that you can't ever, you know, ignore that his legacy made an impact on the wrestling industry today. Oh, it definitely did. It yeah. definitely made a huge impact. Yeah, absolutely. And um, has, do you think that it'd be anytime soon that WWE will, will put him in the Hall of Fame or have they told you anything about that? No, I haven't spoke to them about that. You know, I'm still working on getting uh, royalties for me and my sister and, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's just an uphill battle. So, you know. I, don't, don't even get me started on that, David. <laughs> That's just, Wait. I don't even know. I don't even know. It just gives me headaches sometimes, you know. I don't yeah. know. But, you know, the day that they do that, I would want to be sitting in the audience because uh, not only was your dad such a special friend to me and, and to Eddie, you know, but to our whole family. I mean, they trained together. They lived together. They saw each other more than they did us, you know, when we were living yep, at home. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. Uh, uh, what What are your memories of your dad uh, training and I know you worked out with him a little bit. He, he always included you in everything you did when you were visiting him. Uh, what are some of your memories of that? You know, uh, I'd fly down during the summer or Christmas break. You know, we'd go hang out, work out in, in the gym and go hang out in the pool. <laughs> go travel, you know. Those are my memories. That's all I got now, so... Yeah, and that's and that's all that we can live for, right? Because I know there's a lot of memories of Eddie, and I know the girls can can attest to this. You know that it's just um, remembering the memories, even the good and bad. They're a part of Eddie, and that's something that keeps them going. And it it's like a little little bit of reminder each day that you know that Eddie will always live in their hearts, and the good yeah. and the bad memories are are the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. It was, uh, you know, I got to see a lot of cool places too and hang out with my dad and, you know, I didn't get to see him that much when I was up in Canada, so. Yeah, he did send for you a lot though because you were around pretty much. I mean, like for summer and and breaks, like for Christmas, I remember one Christmas we were together and, you know, any opportunity he had, he had you there, you know, at the house. Yep, he definitely did. Yeah, so with with you uh, wanting to uh, wrestle, uh, what what is it that you want to take from your dad to use in the ring for yourself? His style, I don't know. He, I like that technical wrestling style. Yeah, because you look just like him, and even your laugh, I, I you even laugh like him. I mean, you have so many similarities. Oh, I had dad. the hair like him. Yeah, <laughs> I got a haircut. I had the same hair as him right before. <laughs> are you are you working on your traps to be like your dad's? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, uh, Chris used to tease Eddie because, in, um, you know, Eddie had a huge upper body. You know, him and Chris would always compete. You know, with you know their traps and their biceps and who had you know the bigger chest. But when it came to the legs, your dad had amazing thick legs. And and in Mexico, we used to call Eddie Boito and I meant chicken legs because as much as Eddie would train, his legs would never get big. <laughs> 
you know, so it, it was just, yeah, it was just a big joke because Eddie would get this massive chest and back and just, you know, his upper body would just build so beautifully from the weight training. And, you know, and anytime Chris wanted to piss off Eddie, he just had to call him chicken legs and it would just throw Eddie into a spiral of anger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could have seen that. That would have been funny. You know, it, it, it was funny, you know, but Chris and Eddie, uh, they were like brothers, you know, they just, they, they, they lived, you know, in the hotel room together. They, they ate together. They, they went on, they saw us, they saw them each other more than they did us, but they were mm -hmm. truly brothers where, you know, I know when Eddie needed someone to talk to, I mean, Chris was the one that he called, you know, and um, it, it's just, uh, it was a beautiful relationship that Eddie and, and Chris had. They definitely had a beautiful relationship. That's for sure. Yeah. Good absolutely. friendship. Yeah. And, you know, I knew that if I could find Chris, then I knew if Eddie wasn't answering his phone, Eddie was there. <laughs> yep. And then if Nancy was trying to find Chris, she'd call Eddie's phone and, and Chris would be there. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that if all us failed, you know, Nancy and I would call each other. I'm like, have you heard from the guys? And she'd be, oh, yeah, I heard. I'm like, okay, I'm fine then. <laughs> so it was the four of us <laughs> always trying to, like, keep in touch with each other. But um, they truly, you know, were just legends of themselves and just – um, it's amazing how much time has gone by since they've passed. And, um, you know, your dad was just so special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he was, he was, yeah, I don't know. He's still my hero, so. Absolutely. Now, you know, I, I know that, I know, David, when you start to wrestle, you know, there's no one that's going to be like, you know, your dad. No. Every, everyone is unique. But, yeah. you know, I want you to take from me as, as my love that, you're always going to have so much of your dad in you that I'm going to be your number one fan when you start wrestling, because you're going to have your own talent and your own um, craft. That's going to be your legacy. And I'm so proud of you to be able to have the bravery and the courage to train and to be in this industry that your dad has built, because I know, I know, and I feel that, your dad's going to be, you know, in heaven, just, you know, looking down on you and smiling. Yep. You know, yep. So, no, thank you. Yeah. Are, are you, are you learning a lot of the technical things or is there a place you want to start? Are you going to, you know, have you taught, have you looked at new Japan? Cause your dad made a big impact there. You know, I, I tried getting into new Japan back in 2012. It's so hard to get in over there. Really? How is it difficult? Uh, they want you to have like a couple matches under your belt and then you know it's an interesting process over there and it's a long uh, ways away too <laughs> yep <laughs> wow oh, when but... you go... huh? Sorry. oh go ahead no go ahead no no it's just no don't worry about it oh uh, so uh do you do you have a mentor that's helping you you know personally you know with the with the wrestling uh training and what to do next and and guiding you through through uh, you making your way to the ring? I have nobody right now, but I'm just looking for a school, so. And, and who's your mentor that's helping you? Because uh, I'm sure there's, you know, you, you mentioned Chris Jericho that, you know, you're, yep. you're fond of him. Uh, he, he, he could be a great mentor. I mean, he's been around forever. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's one of the greatest, you know, he reinvented himself again, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just came back from the, the cruise of his rock and wrestling rager and it was, he's so talented and I just, I love him to death, you know, and, and when I see uh, Jericho and I, I look at Malenko, you know, and it shows, it reminds me of Eddie and Chris because those four were just always together. You know, they were mm -hmm. like inseparable. Yep, the four amigos. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember the, the night that your dad and the radicals jumped from uh, WCW to WWE? I, I remember that night. I was watching on uh, TV. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, that day was that Eddie didn't want us to go because obviously they were keeping them, you know, a secret. And I yeah. didn't hear from Eddie the whole day. And he's like, if you don't hear from me, all is good. Uh, you know, because, you know, I'm just, he had a lot going on mentally. But um, mm -hmm. that was, you know, for them to pan out to the audience. And I saw all four of them, you know, Perry Saturn, your dad, Eddie and Dee Malenko. To see them sitting in the audience was like, it was so exciting for me to know that now they were going to have their happiness to be somewhere where they were going to be appreciated. Yeah. And they get the opportunity to uh, show it off. So. Yeah. Did your dad have any, um, anything to say that you can remember about that night? No, he didn't call me or anything. I was just watching WWF. So. <laughs> yeah. But he, he was, he was pretty happy though. Once they made the jump to make it known publicly that they wanted to, you know, switch sides. Oh, yeah, he was super happy. He had, he had enough of WCW, so. Yeah, I think everyone did, right? <laughs> yeah, didn't he win the title from Sid Vicious and then quit the next day? Yes, yes. And, you know, that night that the Radicals, you know, made the jump, that's when Eddie had done the frog splash and dislocated his elbow. The first yeah. night. And <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. I was heartbroken for Eddie. I mean, I could not believe it because – it was, it was such a high for them, you know, and such a, a, a big moment, you know, that, um, but, you know, Chris and Perry and Dean, I mean, they, they kept it going, you know, even though Eddie was injured, I mean, they still represented very well. And it was yes. just, a, it was a great movement, you know, to see these guys, you know, take, you know, take a, a voice and what they wanted and, you know, and to make that jump, I think that took a lot of courage. It definitely did take a, a lot of courage and uh, that, that, that could be a group that can go into the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to also talk to you, uh, not only with your dad's passing, but with Eddie's too. Things changed in the sporting industry as far as taking care of the guys on a wellness program and with concussions. What, what, is, your, um, what is your, you know, outlook and, and how things change with your dad, you know, with having the CTE and, and uh, taking care of the guys now from what happened with your dad? Uh, you know, it, I'm not an expert on CTE, so, you know, the doctor said he had it, and uh, I know it changed all, all of, all, all of uh, sports, so. Well, at least it, know, it changed the chair shots, right? I mean, at least. Oh, yeah. That was a good chair thing. Chair shots. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. That place and, is just, I don't know. Well, even. It, even maybe they knew, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, well, even with the other sporting industry, you know, football, I mean, th there was more care now with the concussions. And, and with Eddie and, you know, with his past use of drugs and alcohol, they had a wellness program that kicked in, which it's kind of, you know, it's kind of sad because they had to wait for someone to pass away to say, hey, now we need to monitor the guys that are, you know, using drugs or, you know, drinking too much. 
And I wish that it was taken a lot sooner because I think that would have, that could have saved, you know, a lot of Eddie's struggles earlier in life, you know, instead mm-hmm. of waiting till, you know, one of the guys was going to, you know, overstep and, and something bad was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. Well, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that they're taking, they have an awareness for the guys. That's, that's a good thing, you know, that they're yes. taking care. But it's just shitty that we had to lose two of our favorite people, you know, for them to say, oh, we're going to do this now. You know, I think that's just, it hurts in the heart a little bit. Yeah, it does. And their yeah. uh, work schedule too. I don't know if that's changed or not, but. Oh, they, I, yeah, the work schedule. I mean, I remember them leaving for two or three weeks and then we, they'd come home for three days and then come out, go back on the road again. So that, that mm-hmm. was always difficult too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. But so, something I, I want to tell you about how wonderful your dad was. And I don't know if I ever got to tell you this and I'm writing this in my book too, that um, after Eddie passed away, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Nancy and your dad stay with me and the girls for two weeks in our house in Phoenix. And wow. uh, your dad was so wonderful to me and just so loving. And he was having a really hard time with Eddie's passing. Um, even Nancy and I were, were real concerned about, you know, how it affected Chris, which was very normal to us because they were brothers. I mean, how could we not think of anything less, you know, because yeah. that was his best friend. And his go-to person. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I remember seeing your dad, you know, and Eddie's gym uh, crying and just holding his picture, you know, and that a lot of people think that Chris was private and he was, you know, he stayed in his own corner and which he was, he was a very private person when it was in the arena, but this man was like the biggest teddy bear and just gave so much love to the girls and just cared so much about what we were doing and how we were going to take care of ourselves. And I remember uh, in our house, we had just moved there maybe like four months. We were in Phoenix and we were still in boxes and Chris came home from the road and Nancy stayed with me for the two weeks. And he bought me the most beautiful patio set to put in our backyard. And Nancy planted flowers all in our backyard so we could sit out there and watch the flowers grow. Wow. and that's just the beautiful people they were. I mean, she, yes. you know, Nancy, I mean, I think I stayed in bed for a week while she was there and I just, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to, you know, do anything. The girls were staying home. I didn't, I didn't let them go to school. And probably like after four or five days, she came in my room, she opened my door. She goes, all right, bitch, get up. We're going to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And she, I mean, she threw the covers off. She started my shower. She told the girls get in the shower. She got them all their clothes out and she got everyone up and, and ready and drove us to have lunch. And I think that was the first day that the girls just smiled. And she, I think she got them anything they wanted on the menu. I mean, we were having like sundaes and fries, like all the comfort food that we loved. And she always made the girls feel just special. And, you know, when, and when Chris go on the road and he come back, he came to our house and they just sat and loved us. And, you know, Chris was doing things for us around the house that we needed help with. And he's just a hell of a guy that I love to the moon and back. And regardless of what people say, I had a friend that that was my friend. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that, that, that was the human being that we knew. 
Yeah, you know, and big giant and, teddy bear if you get to know him. Yeah, and he was, you know, him and, and Eddie were stupid. You know, they thought they were funny, and times were like, yeah, that wasn't funny, you know. <laughs> but they, <laughs> yep. they were just they were two guys loving their career, loving each other, and enjoyed the family, you know. And they just and they loved being, you know, in our, each other's houses, and they had their own private, you know life you know where they got to kind of let go and relax and be with the kids and that's what i saw was how loving he was and how much he loved you and just gave you the world um you know whenever he could and just know that your dad is just loved you to the moon and back and and that's something i just want i really wanted to share with you well no thank you i appreciate that you know he was he was just all about family when uh, he came off the road yeah yeah, That's how he was. Absolutely. And I just, uh, I, I thank you, David, so much for, for just sharing, you know, your words and your, and sharing us, you know, that you're going to go back and you're going to go into wrestling. And when you start your, your wrestling and you get a match, let me know. And I will promote the hell out of it for you. So we can get all the people to show up and, and root you on. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Oh, and, and I'm going to see you soon. And we're on Instagram together and uh, you have my number and I'm just so grateful for you. And you're such a handsome young man. And, and I'm proud of you. I really am. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. All right, David. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I, I love you. And I hope you have a great day off today. I love you too. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, David. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. That was David Benoit, Chris Benoit's son. I am so grateful that David took time out of his schedule to uh, speak with us and to share some of his feelings and to talk about the great memories of his dad, Chris Benoit. And uh, now, guys, we are on to our interview queen, Miss Alicia Atut. Take it away, Alicia. Hey everyone, it's Alicia Toot, and as always, I'm so excited to welcome you all back to Tales from the Interview Queen. Now, one of my favorite tag teams in the world has to be the Lucha Bros. When it comes to charisma, attitude, and high-flying craziness, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix are absolutely captivating to watch in the ring. There's never a dull moment when I had the opportunity to either interview or work with these two, and they are two of the most talented yet sweet guys I've ever met. Now, when it comes to my interviews with them, I definitely have a favorite. They are some of the best wrestlers in my eyes, so I was wondering who their favorites were at the moment. They both looked at each other when I asked them the question, turned to one another, and each said, my brother. And as you all know, they are siblings, so this completely warmed my heart because they chose each other, which was the sweetest thing ever. Only furthermore showing their bond, chemistry, and why they work so well together. So there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to Tales from the Interview Queen. I am Alicia Toot, and be sure to follow me online at Alicia Toot and check out my interviews and YouTube channel for thousands of great tales, interviews, and vlogs. Until next time. Thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me Vicky, or follow me on Twitter and Instagram 
and email us at excusemevicky at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me! And Fanny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no-holds-barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. No matter how early you're up or how late you're running, when you start your day at Speedway, we've got what you need to have a good morning. Always fresh coffee to wake you up, cold drinks and breakfast to keep you going, plus a full tank to get you where you need to go. Crunchy, chewy, swirled, or sprinkled, however you start your day, we've got it to help make your morning a little better. Because when you get off to a better start, you go on to a better day. The convenience stores of Speedway.